Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Now let's have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they call that a cold open. Yeah, it's very cold. It's another episode of the Brian Trust. What, what are you talking about? We had the whole theme music to warm us up. It's fine. <laughs> this is now our post-Thanksgiving episode of the Brian Trust. Uh, I hope you're all full from having eaten too much uh, or had yeah. had your fill of other things, political discussion, family argument, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> what have I, hope, you? I hope it was something you were thankful for, uh, as it were. You know, um, we both had quiet at home Thanksgivings with no family, just kind of, yeah, not by, not by choice. I guess it was by choice, but not, we, we didn't have have your friends giving. Yeah. No, we generally go over to our adopted family's house here who we love very much. And, but they were, uh, other places this year. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I actually did like a full on almost proper like mini thanksgiving dinner for myself um yeah well years ago when i was eating meat i mean one year i i wasn't able to travel i literally just went to subway for dinner and got like a turkey sub that was my thanksgiving mm. dinner so, um no this year I, I managed to find a um a, a vegetarian roast turkey roast there's a couple different varieties um i haven't had this particular brand in a while so i wanted to do it again and but actually to cook it myself, you know, which was a new, Ooh. new adventure, but it sure. came out, came out great. So it tasted what was good. It, it wasn't, ac- it wasn't Turkey. What was it? Uh, well, it wasn't, uh, the Tofurky has one that they oh, do. Turkey. That's like a, oh, yeah. a Thanksgiving roast with stuffing in the middle, oh. which I don't, but I don't care for the stuffing portion. Oh. Like the, it, the, the, the meat meat such as it is, is not yes. bad, but the, the stuffing is terrible. So corn Q U O R N for those of you out there. They make, yep. a, they make a roast that I had years ago. Um, one year I, I tried it. Uh, my, my brother-in-law, when he went vegetarian, he was using it for Thanksgiving mm. and I liked it. And I was like, I just hadn't had it in a while. And it's, and it's kind of hard to find. Mm. Or had been. Um, mm-hmm. it, corn is a brand that's more, it kind of came up out of the UK. Mm. Um, it's more mycoprotein based, which is like a fungus. Mm. more based than soy like tofurkey or something like you know um sure that, that kind of product um but i liked like a it mushroom? a little salty well yeah it's well it's a fungus i'm not sure exactly how it's made uh specifically okay. but it that's yeah it's basically yeah a fungus okay. yeah it's okay. fungus based and mm-hmm. it's it's better supposedly a little better protein that's right um and and a little more fiber to it as well yeah oh that tom so. that tom turkey he's a fun guy <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he, anyway, That's a so I had home. that, I had that and I had some mashed potatoes. I didn't have any vegetables cause I forgot to get like green beans or something and I don't really care. So no. <laughs> if I thought about it, I would have gotten some peas to mix in with the nope. mashed potatoes. Cause that would have nope. actually worked really well. Nope. Um, but you always house. end up in like giant bags of the stuff and I'd rather just have like a little like single portion sure. of vegetables or something sure. and a way to do that. Yeah. Um, whereas with mashed potatoes and some of the other stuff, you can do that. And I also found a mini can of cranberry sauce. Did you? Yes. Uh, cause I like the canned jelly, the no berry. It's just like the jelly that like, comes out in the shape of the can. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I don't, I don't, I don't care for the cranberry. I just like when it's coming out of the can making that. Yeah. Well, I, I posted on Twitter. I was like, canned cran is my ride or die for Thanksgiving. You know, it's like always. <laughs> But I'm glad I found a mini can because it's one because most go. of my family doesn't really like it anymore, and they won't Nobody eat it. Does. Um, well, Nobody I like it. cranberries. Well, I don't like cranberries in general, but for some reason that cranberry sauce is great at Thanksgiving. And it's the it's only like time. Of, it's the only time of year I have it. Sure. Yeah, it's Jello. It's to, basically cranberry flavored Jello, essentially. Sure. You know, I have to say, uh, at when we so at Disney they have this place called Earl of Sand. Sandwich, and every year they have the holiday sandwich. I think they do it all year round, but uh, on that sandwich they have this cranberry jelly spread. And I, I normally do not like cranberry, but that jelly spread is really good. Sure. Well, no, and that's and that's what I'm talking about. Like, and and like I said, this is the one time of year I eat it. Yeah. So I don't I don't bother with it the rest of the year. It's like that's my Thanksgiving thing. I don't 
It doesn't mm-hmm. feel right any other time of the year. Like that's Thanksgiving food. Right. To me. And then I bought a, like a miniature apple pie for dessert Oh, that delightful. I still have. Well, it's, it's not many like Walmart sells those ones that are like little tiny ones that are like, oh. you know, yay big. Yeah. But right. This is like a, this is like a small pie. So it's got, you mm. could slice it up into like four or five slices for people. Nice. Do you do um, it a la mode style? You put cheese on top? What do you do? I do not. I just have it straight up. Straight I'm, up. I'm a purist, straight up apple pie purist. Uh, I, this time, I, this year I did, I heated it out, heat up the slices in the microwave. And delicious. Warmth to it. Yeah, it was nice. Well, because it's yeah. cold right now. Although, like in Arizona, I wouldn't do that. But here, oh yeah, absolutely. Cause just cold. set it outside in Arizona, heat it up itself. Heat it up naturally. <laughs> not in November. Put in your, but put in your car. What? Not in November. Oh, it's right. not. It's not. It's not hot enough, but it's not cold enough yet either. So it's right. Arizona yeah. is the farthest away from the sun during the winter time. <laughs> sure seems like it. Um, anyway, the so I did that, you know, for Thanksgiving. So I ha- and it even gave me enough for leftovers for a couple of days, and so that's that's working out well. And then I, um, but Thursday was also the premiere of the latest season of Mystery Science Theater as the Gauntlet. Yes, sort of. So I watched that. That was my that was a good chunk of my Thanksgiving day was watching Mystery Science Theater, like as it should be on Thanksgiving for me, as yep, it should be for me, thing. not other people, but for me, yeah. We did the same thing. We we binged on TV. We watched a few TV shows, mainly sure. some movies, yeah. you know. But that was well, our. We just chilled. Yeah. No. And and that was and so that's for me. And then the day after Thanksgiving was, uh, we talked about this last week a little bit. I had the the movie the binge of like the oh my god you have to watch this movie selections I got from you and yes. from friends. So and, I started in on that, and I've gotten through five so far out of like thirteen that I was given. What have you watched? Um, so yes, talk about? yes. Uh, uh-huh. So yesterday I watched 2001, and? followed by 2010. Uh-huh. What uh, did you think and of 2001? I'll, well, get, we'll I'll come back. Let me let me get through okay. all these. All right. And, right. and okay. then okay. there was one from a friend of mine. It was called "Not Another Happy Ending" hmm. uh, with Karen Gillan from Doctor Who, and hmm. um, it's a Scottish film. And then the first half of Sergio Leone's "Once Upon a Time in America." Okay. And then this morning I finished that and then I watched the big Lebowski before, before the show. So uh, wonderful. So let's, okay. let's talk about two of those. All right. <laughs> well, 2001 is boring as sin to me. Like it was story wise. It's boring. I just, it was confusing. Yeah. Like I, I, I get the technical achievement of it and some of the stuff was really fascinating to watch again. Sure. sure. And it was one of those growing up, like, I'd never watched, like I'd always seen the beginning and I'd kind of seen the end. I'd never mm-hmm. seen the middle. And then I realized like the middle was not worth it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but, and then I realized it was funny. There's a runtime of that version is only two and a half hours. Yeah. And I think like I, longer. and they put an intermission in and I'm just sitting there going, I forgot yeah. that at the time, but back in the late sixties, two and a half hours was a long time in the theater Right. Whereas now we're regularly sitting for three hours plus for like Lord of the Rings or, you know, or like Last Jedi was almost three hours. Like it's insanely With long. No intermission. Like right. You have to go into the theater. But that is, but that's a thing is and, that, yeah. that particular story is you don't, it doesn't feel like that amount of time when you're Which watching one? it. Because, well, just as it, like the Lord of the Rings, oh, like it doesn't feel like it's that because oh, you're no, so no. sucked oh, in. Oh, right. No. Yeah, you're totally sucked into the story. I mean, 2001 makes two and a half hours feel like six. It's just one of those, like... It does. (laughs) Today. But I wonder if that's true back in the 60s when it came out. Well, no. And this is... Well, here's the thing. People are like... Well, I was reading up on this a little bit, and they had said, like, when it was originally released, it wasn't doing that well at the start. But then they realized, like, audiences got bigger like more people started to come because it was done as a roadshow release which means it's just kind of released in certain areas like a bit at a time sure um and they noticed that the audiences were growing so it's either word of mouth but they noticed a lot of younger audiences were coming and mm. especially toward the end it's really trippy if you're on particular substances <laughs> i would so imagine so so it's not a move and this is this is something comparable mentioned in the in that episode we we uh shared about a couple weeks ago which is for some people, if you're drunk or stoned, it it's actually a really interesting experience. But otherwise, you know, it's kind of appreciate the technical genius of it, but don't worry about trying to answer questions. And no, because it's a head scratcher. But even Arthur C. Clarke, when he wrote the book, which came out after the movie, 
He rewrote, he tweaked some things to make it a little clearer as to what was actually going on. Yeah, the relic. So supposedly, the book is a little more the the book is a little more coherent than the movie. Right. Um, the relic, I think, is the biggest like mystery. Like, what is that thing? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And is it an alien thing watching over? What is that? Because it shows up and it, you know. And then I watched, and then I watched 2010, which is kind of like the aliens of that of that series. Essentially, sure. it's a little more action oriented. It's yeah. a little bit. It's a, it's a tighter story, like in terms of storytelling. Like there's less of you know 20 minutes of random wide shots of things and right. Like it, it it's a story that paces well. Uh, right, and, and, and goes along. And, yeah. yeah, and so so it paces pretty well, and it gets done. And it's like okay, but it's not. I mean, it's a good movie. But hey, it's all right. It it holds up the way it the way it was made. It's obviously a movie from nineteen eighty four. Like it's really right. I had not uh, seen that one. I have not seen twenty ten. It's interesting. That's the thing. I, I like I said, I like it as a general movie. It suffers from being a sequel to two thousand one visually. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't have as much of the aesthetics and they had to rebuild the discovery from pictures. Because mm-hmm. Kubrick uh Kubrick had all the original sets destroyed after the right. movie. Um yep. So, uh, so it's, it's not bad. I think it just, and it suffers from, it's not a direct sequel to 2001, the movie as it is 2001, the book. Right. So there's stuff in the book that was never in the movie that they referenced in 2010. And you're like, (laughs) have you read the book? Did you read the book? I, I tried to Mm -hmm. not recently. It was years ago. I I haven't really tried to, I'm not a, I've never been a big fan of Clark's writing in like this fiction. But that's okay. Yeah. It's not that it's bad. It's just like the writing style, similar to Tolkien. I I have had a hard time not your thing. reading Tolkien. Right, not your it's, thing. Yeah, it's just not my thing. I'm glad it, I'm glad it exists. But sure, yeah. right. It's a literary um, style. It just doesn't appeal to you. Yeah. Uh, not another happy ending was a very schmaltzy rom com, uh, bordering on Hallmark level schmaltz, no. but that didn't didn't quite get there. Yeah, it's, a Scot- it's basically a Scottish Hallmark movie, essentially the equivalent of that. Um, uh, Karen Gillan's playing this, this writer who, who writes this really morose book sort of mm. thing. And she meets this publisher who, um, changes the title and she gets all mad about it, but then it becomes a bestseller and stuff. And, oh. and they kind of, they kind of have a meet cute and he's the publisher guy, you know, of course he's like super handsome or whatever. And so he ends up falling in love with her and she's dating this other writer. So, mm. you know, it's typical Hallmark fashion. She ends up with him at the end. Spoiler mm. alert. Mm. Uh, <laughs> not really. Spoiler alert for every Hallmark movie ever made. Um, but You can always tell the end of a Hallmark movie when they kiss. Because yeah, that's it, the... Yeah, that's I mean, it. It's, it's like, that's the formula. That, yeah. there the was, credits roll shortly after the kiss. The end, the end was kind of funny in how they... Well, in how they figured out the ending of that sort of was kind of, kind of funny. And then uh, it also had Ian DeCastiker, who's like pre-Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because so, this is from like 2013 um it was right after um karen gillen had finished on doctor who but before guardians of the galaxy <laughs> so it's like in that weird nether space um and henry and cusick from lost was in it as the 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 other writer boyfriend it was kind of it was good it was you know it's a cute movie mm-hmm. uh so it was it was fun the guy the guy playing the publisher was french oh uh he was the one dull spot for me he was just awful and i think it was he was like a replacement for the guy they originally cast i think in the movie um but it's weird it was like well how does a frenchman go to live in scotland to publish books and he sounded like a guy who he, the funny thing was he sounded like a scottish guy with a really bad french accent but he's not he's actually a french-born actor like it was just it was super weird. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. You're good um, with accents. Can you can you replicate it here? I really can't. That was that was that's a, that's defies, a Well, you gotta have a you gotta have a fluent uh, Scottish accent first, which I don't have. Yeah. Um, and then you've got a layer of French on top of that. Like they're trying to see because it's oh, not like he's speaking a fluent French accent. They're like, it's a god. No. Yeah, Man, was, that's a that's a brain twister. It right was there. weird, and it was like drop phasing in and out a little bit. Like I couldn't tell. Ooh. Then I like looked him up on IMDb. I'm like, wait, you're kidding me? He's French? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, he's kind of he's, 
It's okay. like a it's like a B grade Henry Cavill, uh, <laughs> Superman, uh, Man of Steel, Superman. Oh, I that see. guy. Yeah, he looks a lot oh, like yeah. him. He's got that very chiseled jaw yeah. sort of thing going. Um, but so that was well, I liked it. It was a nice palate cleanser after two thousand one and two thousand ten to be like, okay, I need to shift sure. my. Sure, you need a break. Yep. Yeah, it was a nice break, and then and then once upon a time in America is. Long. Wait a minute. It's long. Yeah, about that. It was. It was three hours and forty. It's three hours and forty nine minutes. Three? What? Yeah, it's three forty nine. I'm not kidding. What? And that's the. That's cut down from what the original director's cut was, oh. which was like five hours or something. There's no way. How do you Leone, okay. how do you sit in a movie theater seat for three hours and forty nine minutes? Well, there is an intermission. Having to get up and go to the bathroom or something. Oh, there is. There, an there is an intermission, but it's about with an hour left in the movie to go. They put the intermission in a very weird place. How long is the intermission? Uh, well, when you're watching it on Netflix, they skip. It's not the, like, the full intermission. It just shows intermission and fades to black because you're watching it on video. So it doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. Um, but in the theater, it was about, what, 10 minutes? Usually, usually 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, most intermissions were usually that. Like like, like you're going to see a play, and it's usually like 15. Yeah, right. You got to take a break. Um, it's, a, it's a gangster movie set in oh. Brooklyn. In the starts in the 30s, goes up to like the late 60s. Um, kind of okay. jumps back and forth. And... Robert De Niro, James Woods were the the main actors in it. It's very the, the acting was great. Sure. The uh I think it was definitely one of Sergio Leone's like best films. And this is the guy who made the good, the bad, and the ugly and and the oh, like yeah. a lot of spaghetti westerns. Oh, yeah. Um and he had been developing this film for like a decade or more with De Niro. Like he had cast De Niro after Godfather Part Two, but yeah. then it took him forever to get enough get enough get everybody else to get all the parts assembled to actually make the movie. Because it's right. absurdly long. Like the the script, I think he had was like four hundred pages or something. Oh I mean, my goodness! Um, so they cut it down. It was originally like four and a half hours, and then when it got its theatrical release, the distributors cut it down to like two hours and change. And that that sequence is awful. <laughs> but then oh, they boy. the restored. This is the restored like final cut of Sergio Leone's thing, which is the three hour fifty minute thing. Mm-hmm. I watched it and I'm like. I mean, it was good. It was visually, it was interesting. It was, you know, it tells a good story. However, you know, it's competing against the Godfather mm-hmm. in terms of, so it's, it's, which, which itself is like a two, a two hour, 15, it's a long movie, but it's much better paced. It's a tighter film. There are good visuals, but it's still, it's not lingering on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, Whereas, whereas once upon a time in America, there's, there's some shots that linger for an absurd and just a really stupid amount of time. Mm. Um, with one exception, there was one scene after the intermission, this is kind of late in the movie when De Niro's character comes in and sits down with the other members of the gang. And they're literally all looking at him as he's getting a cup of coffee and just like stirring this tiny cup. And it cuts to each one of them watching him. And it's like super uncomfortable. Like you can feel the tension in the room. Yeah. And I'm just like, Okay, first off, you don't need to show everybody, but <laughs> I was like, even a wide, like you could have you could have accomplished that with a wide shot for like thirty seconds, just like this really uncomfortable, right? right. Sort of centered on everybody watching him stir his cup, waiting for the conversation to actually start. Um, but it was good, like it was a good. It's an interesting story. The reveal at the end, I think, was done pretty well. I kind of figured it out early on, but um, but it was done done reasonably well. Uh, but like I said, there are other there are other gangster movies that are better overall. Mm. But it was pretty good. I liked it. Okay. It was it was okay. decent. Uh, and then the Big Lebowski. Well, oh come on, come I didn't on hate. It. I didn't hate it. All right. I think I was a little. I like most Coen Brothers movies. I was a little confused by it. <laughs> sure, as you uh, should have been. Yeah, it it has elements that I've seen in much of their later movies. Like Hail Caesar had some of that. Like the the detective kind of stuff like in the frantic running around and miscommunication and stuff, you know, the slapstick of it. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, it was a little, yeah, I just kind of had to, 
just abide, you know, just, just let it wash yeah. over you and just kind of like, it's just a thing that's right. out there that people think is the greatest movie ever made. And I, I don't know. I, it's not, I would say it's a great, I mean, it's, it's got a lot of quotable lines in it for sure. Yes. Yes, it does. And I, I will, I will say the lines really tie the room together, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> um, where's the money Lebowski <laughs> when he's putting his head in the toilet. Yeah, Where's the, the money, Lebowski? I don't know. It's rug. down there somewhere. Let me take, yeah, another let me look. take another look. Yeah, there <laughs> were some. There's some good moments, and it was, um, one of those things where you know you are in for you are in a world of pain. <laughs> yeah, you're about to enter a world of pain. You're a Vietnam kid. You're about to enter a world of pain. <laughs> Beware of um, the man in the black pajamas. Yeah. John Goodman as Walter Subcheck was really good. Um, yeah, oh yeah, he played. It was, uh, it was funny. I guess it was, it was funny. There were. I think it was. I think it's in the IMDb trivia. But um, Jeff Bridges was <clears throat> coming off of movies where he's used to a lot of onset rewrites and stuff. Yeah. And to the point, like when they started shooting this, he would call John Goodman every day and say, "Where are the rewrites?" And Goodman yeah. finally told him, "Like this is a Coen Brothers movie. There are no rewrites. <laughs> ah. They don't. They don't rewrite their stuff." <laughs> well, because that happens sometimes. Like when right. you're on a set, yeah. like they're rewriting yeah. as you're on set because they're just tweaking things or they're doing it. Right, of course, because they're watching and they're like, nah, that didn't sound right. Yeah, Even though you, your table reads and stuff, and, they, and they, you don't really catch stuff in the table reads. But like, you know, well, when you're actually on the set and, it's, and they're actually doing the production, they'll, I mean. Yeah, well, and that happens a lot with, um, that actually yeah, happens a lot with right. TV sitcoms where they shoot in front of an audience. Right. Like sometimes the jokes are really like the jokes are are funny to them until they get it in front of an audience and then a joke doesn't land right. So it doesn't get as much of a laugh as they want. So they'll come in the writer will right whip off another joke, go in there and go, This is the new line, do this instead. And you get a better response. So um sometimes it just depends and you just kind of as you go. I mean, I can't imagine actually doing that with a with a play, get in there and it's like do right. another take, you know, like come in people oh. and replacement lines and stuff. Man, that would be awesome. That, that would be, be an awesome play. That would be an interesting experience. Um, for the audience, wouldn't that be something where it's like, no, 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 no. Well, sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's basically just an improv show at that point. Um, right. There is a gag in improv that they do that. Have you ever seen that one that where they have a bell and they'll like, they're, they're kind of improving the scene and, and then, yeah like somebody with a bell will ding it and they have to say another line and they'll ding it again. They have to say another line and they just keep doing that sometimes where it's like, yeah, they change well, that line seven times. It's pretty Well, funny. sometimes you've seen that on like whose line is it anyway, where they get certain yes. lines that the audience wrote on pieces of paper. They have to work it into the scene. Yes. But, yep. um, you know, I've seen stuff, I've seen shows where they do, um, I had a friend of mine in LA when I was there, they did, uh, improvised, uh, Jane Austen stories. Mm. Mm. So they would they basically they they would be characters like in a Jane Austen novel and about a given t- but the the story would be completely improvised based on a given topic. Ah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> they would just go into like this whole Jane Austen kind of story feel with the characters and relationships mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and there's some of that with uh, there's some troops that do that with Shakespeare. There's a few different uh, groups that'll do things like that where it's imp- where it's completely improvised, but in that particular style of literature and it's very mm-hmm. funny like it usually yeah. comes across pretty funny right um but so, yeah, lebowski, I, mean, I, I felt the big the big lebowski when i first saw it the first time i saw it i was like it's okay right yeah. the same i did the same thing with um rushmore i mean totally different styles sure. but like i saw rushmore and i was like it was okay and then a friend of mine was like what that's a great movie watch it again and I watched it again, and I picked up on more stuff, and it cracked me up. And then I watched it again, and I picked up on more stuff, and it cracked. Yeah. So like, it's what like the Big Lebowski. I think is one of those movies where it's interesting at first, but then as you go back, you you kind of you you know since you already know the movie, you go back, and then you can see you can like tie stuff together. Right. Yeah. It's just layers. Scene. Yeah. It becomes funnier. It becomes mm-hmm. funnier the more times you watch it because you already know what these characters are going to be like and what yeah. they're going to do. I mean, I liked how the how the uh, the the main impetus of the story, the kidnapping, kind of resolved itself. I thought that was really kind of funny. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. oh okay. yeah, I see what's sort of happening there. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was I thought that was pretty good. And then, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was. Yeah. I I just yeah, I'm not 
Gaga, again, it's the first time seeing it all the way through. So I don't sure. really have a lot of yeah. understanding. As de- It's not as deep of understanding because I haven't seen it like 10 or 12 times like some people yeah. or more have, yeah. you know, and, and that's okay. Like, I think it's, again, I think it's a good, I think it's a good film. I'm glad it exists. That's right. Um, I want my I will, rug back. <laughs> I, will, like, I want my rug back. Yeah. <laughs> it really tied the room together. I, uh, it really does tie the room together. You know, and, <laughs> shut up, Donnie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but didn't, I, they uh, pee on his, didn't he pee on his carpet? Uh, yeah, one of the bad guys in the beginning, he like whizzes all over his carpet. <laughs> and he pees on, it and then they they he finally convinces him that he's not the Lebowski they're looking for, and it's like, oh, yeah, right. And then they're mad at him for for yeah. having to come over and put his head in the toilet and pee on his carpet. Oh, <laughs> 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 that's, that's why I have to watch that. One of those thugs, uh, Mark Pellegrino, who's also a terrific actor, uh, later on Supernatural. Uh, for a, for a number of years and stuff, sure. like it's Lucifer. Yeah. So yeah, he's um. Oh yeah, yeah, he's right. a terrific actor. I love him in, yeah. in everything he does, and a very uh, young Tara Reed, very yes. young. Yes, was she like sixteen or seventeen in that movie? Um, I don't Maybe know. Younger? I don't very remember young. for sure. I mm. don't care. Sure, the you know. Right. A, yeah, so what you're saying, like as you watch these older movies, you're like, oh, look at that. That's before, oh yeah, no, it's like super recognized. I'm like sitting there, going, oh, I recognize a lot of the Cohen regulars. Yeah, there they are. Okay, yeah, there they are. <laughs> and Peter Stormare, and you know, <laughs> John yeah, Kinn and John Turturro, and well, you know, like yeah, yeah there, huh? exactly. Um, yeah, no, it was kind of funny, and then I never quite understood what Sam Elliott was doing in the movie. He just sort of popped up, like he was the narrator, and then just sort of popped yeah. up at the bowling alley, and like he was a cowboy, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Sometimes like, you eat the bar. Sometimes, sometimes the bar well, eats you. Bar eats you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about a sarsaparilla? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think what was, uh, what did, what did the dude call it later? An odor soda or something like that. <laughs> odor soda. Yeah. Well, odors are what they call Western movies. So, uh, yeah. At, yeah. At one point, probably during the 50s, like a slang term for it, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. It was, so I'm glad I finished that this morning. I, I specifically was like, I need to watch this early yeah. in the run so we could talk about it on the show. Sure, sure. Um, but the yeah, whole bowling got, motif. The that the was interesting jamming. for sure. You know, um, <laughs> jamming. Yeah, and then the uh, oh the gu- the the gutter balls musical sequence was. Oh my goodness! That whole thing was very interesting. Yep. Um, it was Kenny Rogers th- song when they're when they're bowling. I mean, that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the whole thing. It's just a fun. It's a fun movie. I don't but know. Yeah. So but I've it, got it. Oh, very quotable. I got a bunch of other stuff to finish before. Hopefully, get as, get through as much of it as I can. Probably tomorrow sure. tonight after rehearsal, sure. and tomorrow I'll get through some more. Yep. Uh, kind of stuff. Thankfully, a lot of this was available on the streaming services I'm already subscribed to. So there you go. <laughs> very handy. I don't have to pay a lot of money. I had to for 2001 and 2010, but mm. you know, that's okay. Yep. It was worth it. Yes. So Good. I think ish. Good. We'll see. Good. Well, it's a fine way to spend your Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is the movies span, they kind of run the gamut. Like there's a bunch of, there's a wide variety to what was offered. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Was, right. And you know, some of them took me by surprise. I'm like, Hmm. All right. It was interesting coming from you, but all right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. So I, uh, so I spent my holiday, uh, well, Thursday, you know, I had discovered something on Wednesday. Uh, I had discovered I have, okay, so I have a, I have a 2016 Honda Pilot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I discovered I have a water leak in Uh-oh. the back somewhere. Uh, don't exactly know what it was at this point, right? All I know is that I have water dripping down a um a seam where the plastic meets in the back by the tailgate right it's like the it's like the uh the covers the plastic covers that go kind of around the tailgate in the back they there's a seam where they connect right they snap together connect there's water dripping down through there so i don't exactly know what's going on there it only happened once and i was like okay but we now we have had rains thankfully in california we've had rains and it's amazing with the rains our air quality came back to normal. Oh, it was rough for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our air quality is right back down to the good, the good zone. 
it's clear outside. We can act. There's no haze. Wonderful, right? Anyway. Oh, good. So it rained, and it rained pretty good, and it was raining on Wednesday, and it was raining on Thursday. It's been raining every day, right? So when we're, it's it's Saturday when we're recording this. So it's it's been raining every day. However, my my pilot has been in a carport, so it has not been it's not been soaked. On Wednesday, I was taking full rain, right? Okay. And um, so I have this leak in the back. And I was like, what is that? I don't know. So I called, I called our Honda dealership and I spoke with our, we have, we have uh, an advisor that's assigned to us. And so I talked to him and I said, hey, man, I got this problem. And he said, well, bring it in. I'm not going to be here on Friday, but bring it in uh, and then we'll take a look at it. So I, so I bring it in. And of course, the first thing they say to me is we've never heard of this. And to be fair, it's probably true in Northern California where it doesn't rain a whole lot. You probably wouldn't see this, right? However, in areas like Seattle, Washington, or somewhere on the East coast where it rains a lot and it rains heavy, these places probably have seen this before, right? So, um, basically what I found in my search of the internets and in the research that I do when stuff like this happens Mm -hmm is that this is actually this is actually a thing where what what is actually happening which I didn't have this information prior to going there uh but what is actually happening is water is getting into the the actual door yeah and, it's a manufacturing defect basically yes and it's filling up somewhere in the door and then when you open the hatch mm-hmm. and it goes up and then tilts back down that water that's settled at the bottom sure. of the door now is rushing to the top right yeah and yeah. what's happening according to a lot of people is that water is coming through these these uh rubber tubes that hold electrical wire but it's now getting funneled to that through that tube back into the cab and then it makes its way down into the the cracks in in the ceiling where there's that seam the plastic and that because water has nowhere else to go it just just flows out of there and there's many videos of this on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. And so now I have some things that I'm going to go back to Honda. But my question is, like, what do you do when you have, I mean, this, people have been complaining about this back, I mean, I found, I found articles back to 2016, 2017, of people complaining about this and saying they brought it to their, their local Honda dealer and they aren't, they're aware of it, they're not, but they can't fix it. Like what do you what do you do what do you what is what is the protocol there do you do you start a conversation with Honda corporate like do you just do you sidestep the dealership and be like hey this yeah because you know what honestly here. at that point it's really not it's not the dealer's fault so that's not at all I mean it's whether they're and that's a thing like if they're not but if they're not running it up the chain to say hey we're noticing this trend although obviously like you said they haven't seen it before other places may have seen it but i would think at least there might be a tsb on it or nothing um, nothing. interesting they didn't see anything i know which is interesting but if you get into like uh i'm i subscribe to this uh forum called piloteers.org and uh it's all a bunch of pilot drivers you know talking about their pilots talking about like that's how i found the issue with the transmission that we were having with the rough shifting uh, I found it in that in that group. They were talking about a software upgrade that actually fixed that because the the fluid was overheating, right? Ooh. So I brought that to my dealership. I showed them the thing. Then they did their research and they said, "Oh, yep, there's a TSB on it." Right? Uh, this in this case, I didn't have this information prior to going. I made a knee jerk re- reaction decision. I was like, "Hey, there's water leaking. I got to take care of this." I did not do any research. I went right there, thinking that they would know what it was. Nope. Nope. I got the, we've never seen this before. You're the first. Okay. Right. And so what they did, which I don't think is going to fix this, but what they did is that is a goodwill effort because your car is out of warranty by a thousand miles. Thank you very much. I have hit 37,000 miles. The warranty ended at 36. I have not found a good third party warranty replacement for this. Uh, they said as a good, as a good will gesture, they are going to replace the seal around the door. I don't think it has anything to do with the seal, quite honestly. I think what's going on is water is getting into the door somehow, settling at the bottom, 
And then when you open it, it comes rushing back to the top because now it is basically upside down. You know, when the, when the tailgate mm-hmm. opens, it's, you know, it's now at like a, what, like a, I don't know. It's not completely horizontal, but it's probably at some type of like, I don't know, what would you call it? 30 degree angle pointed down, maybe. Right. And, uh, and water is now getting funneled into that tube, which then comes back into the cab, which then leaks down into the seams. My question is, where's all the water going? <laughs> right. If it's not going down that crack, where is it going? Yeah. Is it pooling up yeah. somewhere? Am I, is it rusting? Is it going to rust out? Am I soaking something that shouldn't be soaked? You know, so I have all these questions and I'm like, God, this is a, uh, this is an expensive car and, it's, and, and Honda's a great product and, and, and manufacturer and God, man, that just, that just disappoints me, but it's all over the YouTubes, right? I found at least 10 videos of people demonstrating this very issue. Yeah. After a heavy rain, uh, there were a couple of videos. One guy has a series in Florida where he's like, this is the sixth attempt to fix it. Nope. Still leaking. Right. So he's got, so I, I have a feeling, I mean, it would just be so, this is the type of thing that I love to do. I love taking stuff like that. Nobody can fix. And I love trying to solve this. Right. Now I was thinking to myself, like, how would I solve this very problem? Well, at the bottom of the door, apparently there's some drain plugs that are, cl- that are, that are purposefully plugged up with rubber stoppers right and so my thought was like okay why not just jam like a smoke maker up there like a fog machine up that thing and start filling that door up and see where the fog leaks out right because as the pressure builds up it's going to start shooting out of cracks and stuff in the door and that should lead you to where the water is getting in Hmm. right that's my first thought some people are saying that it's a seal on the rear wiper blade that uh, there's a gap there where water can get in some people are saying it's the passenger side tailgate i mean the passenger side tail light that doesn't have a seal where the driver's side does and water might be leaking in there you know Hmm. but there's but nobody's got a definitive like you know this is it we found it it's a defect in the construction of the whatever you know right right so like what so god i mean what do you do do you i mean i don't want to like stir up anything and i certainly don't want to you know i don't want to start a class class action lawsuit although in this case if there was a class action lawsuit i would join that one immediately you know but um i mean do you take the social media i mean i don't want to shame them either i really want to work with them and be like, okay, look, this is your, this could be, I mean, I mean if, it, if it, my hope is that they aren't doing this. My hope is that they are not looking at this problem and going, holy crap, this is going to be expensive to fix on all of these cars. Let's just not say anything. Like that would be the irresponsible thing to do. Yeah. Right. But if it's a definite defect and it's a seal that's missing or it's some type of way that something is molded together or there's a seam a welded seam that's not right, you know, whatever. I would hope that a responsible company would do the right thing and recall these things, no matter where you are in the warranty, whether you're still in or you're, or you're totally out and fix it. Right. But that would probably be incredibly expensive for them. I mean, I can only imagine. So the dilemma what do you do? What do you do when a company is aware of an issue but isn't coming forward fast enough with a fix. What do you do? This, this is my dilemma. Yeah. And what would you do? What What would you do? I mean, these are expensive cars. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that to be like, oh, yeah, expensive car. I'm saying so, it like so we might say overpriced, in, but you know, it's right, a, right. Like we invested in this vehicle because one, we needed the quality. Two, we needed the space right for when visitors come but at the same time this is going to become worthless very quickly if it's filling up with water somewhere and rusting stuff out or ruining electronics or doing something i mean yeah well um if it's something uh, it's hard to say because it depends on what it's what it's for so if you go with a dealer i would yeah, I mean, I'd try to contact Honda directly, like find some way to do that directly and say, hey, this is an issue. Here's multiple people having this issue. <laughs> like YouTube links, like these are people who've also had this right. issue. Right, there's a I'm whole 27 about. page. Yeah, this, I mean, the uh, yeah. 
I think the Pilotiers page is something like I want to say it was fifteen or sixteen pages long of just people going like, "Have you fixed this? Here's more. Here's my video. Here's my pictures. Here's my right. Like I'm having the same problem." Yeah, and that's but that's what I'm saying. Like the right. Yeah, if you send like send Honda like a complaint letter or something, they will have to respond in some fashion. Right. Um, that kind of thing. Um, and you got this. You got this brand new, correct? We are the very first owner. I think we got this thing with 54 miles on it. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And, so. of course, they were asking all the right questions. They were like, has it ever been rear-ended? Has it yeah. ever been an accident? Has sure. Ever yeah, no. That's what you're... hit something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these questions, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And then, you know, to be fair, they took the car, and they didn't charge me a diagnostic fee, which they could have. Mm-hmm. And they ran it through their car wash with the manager in the back. Like he sat in the cargo area and looked for leaks. Yeah. Now here's the problem I had. They said they didn't find a leak. Right. But when I opened up the hatch and felt the carpet, the carpet was wet. Yeah. And I just was like, okay, I, I'm obviously I've got, it's, you know, it's a Thanksgiving Friday and I've got the beat teams here and I'm not going to get anywhere. I have to wait until, I have to wait until the main players are back at Honda. Yeah. Right. In order to get anywhere. Well, and our advisor is great. <laughs> our advisor is awesome. Like he works with us. Right. And so he's, he's a very response. That's why we love him. He's just like, you know, we will give him information or whatever. And he takes it seriously. Yeah. Um, but there's only so much that he can do. And that's where I go, you know, Okay. Yeah, I mean, they don't have any advisories from the manufacturer. They're not sure. That's the thing. If you're the only person reporting this, um, it's hard to go. Yeah, because, well, and and during my time at Apple, uh, briefly, I had that brief stint at Apple, and we talked about some of this stuff from a a customer service standpoint, which is if you're starting to see trends, but you have to wait for more than one person to actually say something about that issue to be like, okay, now we can escalate this to the engineers and have them take a look. Like this is indicative of something that's actually wrong. Exactly. Um, Like this is where I feel like calling Seattle Honda somewhere where it rains a lot. Yeah. Well, there's nothing. Yeah. I would say, give them a call, just do your research and stuff. There's nothing wrong with that for sure. But yeah, I would definitely, but that's what I'm saying is if you, if you list all this out, so then you, when you, if when you contact, however you contact Honda, you make a very detailed list of like these are the things I've I've looked at, these are the things I've seen, these are you know this is where I found it, that kind of yeah. thing. Something so they can look at it and go, oh okay, yeah, this might be an issue. Let's have our right. engineers take a look at this and go, is this a thing? Yeah, they, exactly. They can take a look at it. Then yeah. then if they come back and say no, it's not a thing. Then you've got something in writing that says. Well, they're saying it's not a thing, but it's still clearly a thing. You know, it's kind of right, exactly. And then you just kind of right. go from there. You know, it's yeah. But where do you go from there? Like, I don't, I don't, I want to. I would rather partner with Honda than attack them. You know what I mean? Well, no, and I, I understand. Well, that's what I'm saying is that's why I'm saying like you start with the dealer and then you go to like the manufacturer and say, okay, here's here's the issue that we've got. The problem is that can if water's getting in the frame like that, that can cause a short. Oh yeah, because uh, lighting shorter cause an electrical fire. Like it becomes a safety issue, and then the Department of Transportation has to get involved. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Exactly. So it's, exactly. So you want to start, but you want to start at the level of like, yeah, you know, absolutely contact Honda and say, hey, it may take a little while. You know, I don't know what their turnaround time is on stuff like that. Sure. So right. But well, and thankfully we're in a position. We're in Northern California, and we're in a yeah. position where it, it doesn't rain that much here. Right. But I yeah. still run the car through a car wash. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so that's, it, that's just interesting. I'm sure the uh, inside isn't much treated, you know, I mean, it's, oh, I know, right. You know, All these things. That, that my problems. Stomach, so I think that that's, yeah, I would just say, you know, this is, this is one of these things. These are things I'm thinking, uh, you know, um, better yet, if it happens before then is like the next time it rains, drive your car over there without an appointment and go, <laughs> right. You Open know. it up. Yeah, here you go. Basically. Just let it sit in the rain. Be like, yeah. I'm sitting in the rain for a little while. I'm coming in. I'm going to open this up and I'll show you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's- well, but then even even though I told them and the, and the carpet was wet, right? Even though I told right. them and showed them and whatever, this so they were like, we never heard of it before. Well, that's what I'm saying. Until they actually see water coming out of the tailgate, yeah. like, they see it happening. It's not they. Exactly. And I, I get that. I get that skepticism. Like they have to be skeptical about that stuff because of like, course we've of not course. heard of it. Until we actually see it happen, it's like, oh, okay. 
Yeah. Um, and that makes perfect sense to me. Like it sucks, right. but it, it makes perfect sense. Right. Um, my thought is, and here's the, the, uh, the cynical part of me. My thought is they have heard of this and I bet if we were to go through the records of their pilot owners, I bet we would see it. I bet we would see it. I bet we'd see a trend. Well, that's what I'm saying is if they're, that's the thing is that they are, but that's the thing is if that's why I'm saying go to the manufacturer, start there. If they, if they're not seeing anything or that kind of thing, then it becomes lawsuit where they say like, yeah, they're covering this up. It's minor, but it could cause problems here. You know, it could cause problems and these dangers. Exactly. Water is getting into areas where it should not be getting. Yep. Yep. That's what I think. That's what I think too. But that's, I mean, that's frustrating. That's, that's absolutely frustrating. Oh yeah. You you never want to be the most interesting case when you bring your car somewhere or you go to the doctor. Like you don't want to be, you never want to be the, well, I've never seen this before. You're the most interesting case I've seen in a long time. (laughs) You know, the most interesting case in the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never seen this. When I was a kid, I had that. That happened to me where I was, man, what grade was I in? Eighth grade, maybe? Seventh grade? Something like that. And I could not stay awake. Like, my parents would drag me to school. Well, not really. I'd take the bus. But I'd get inside, and I could not keep my eyes open. And it wasn't that I wasn't sleeping. I just was so tired, and I Mm -hmm. couldn't keep my... And I fell asleep in class. True story. I fell asleep in class. I woke up in my bed. Like, I don't, I was so disoriented. Like, how did I get so, you know, my parents said we had to pick you up from school. You don't remember coming to bed? Nope. Five days. I slept for five days. Wow. Right? I got up, I think, to go to the bathroom and to eat briefly. And then I went right back to bed. Right? But for a whole week. Had you been I to was, Africa recently? Is it like a sleeping sickness? <laughs> well, here's the thing. So they actually took a blood sample. I somehow made it to the doctor. I don't remember going to the doctor. And it came and out they orange. Got, no, they got a blood sample from me. And they had said, we've never seen this before. We don't know what this is. So they sent my blood, my blood off to some lab. Yeah. You know, and this is back in like 19, what, 80 maybe 1983 to something like that. And um, yeah, they came back. uh, We got a phone call. They came back and they said, well, we have found what the issue is. Your son has a rare virus found in some foreign country. Oh, wow. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was just joking. No, that's true. I don't remember what the country was, but they said that they did not have, they didn't have the medicine here. They actually had to get it from out of country. Yeah. And we got it. It took a while, you know, but we got it. And then uh, I took it and it I was back to normal probably within a few days after that. That freaked me out. But that was the doctor, you know, we've never seen this before. The irony, of we course, is that medicine was manufactured by a U.S. pharmaceutical company. Who knows? They shouldn't who sell knows? it here because it wasn't needed. Yeah, yeah. who knows? No, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that was interesting. That sucked, but yeah, well, yeah. The one and only time I fell asleep in class, I really fell asleep. And of course, you know, I remember the teacher coming over and doing all the things like slamming a book on the table, you know, all that stuff to wake you up. And I just would like open my eyes and then I go right back to sleep. And yeah, wound up, I woke up in bed, had no idea how I got there. Yeah, that was an interesting one, but I don't, I don't ever want to be the most interesting case car doctor anything sure no i understand i'm patient right like i'm patient i have it i have a very analytical mind i'm very analytical i want to solve things i want to get from point a to point b as fast as possible so when this sort of stuff happens the engineer in me kicks in and goes we can solve this this is a solvable thing like we can observe water dripping into something we can observe the water flow. We know where, you know, we know where it's winding up. How is it getting there? Follow, you know, follow the path. Yeah. <clears throat> right. This is going to take either Honda knowing what this is. I'm sure they know what this is and actually doing something about it. Now, if it's super expensive and they're not doing anything about it, shame on you, Honda. Right. 
But if they truly don't know what it is, then I have faith that they will fix it and they will do the right thing and recall these things and fix this problem. Apparently, it happens on the 2016, 2017, and 2018 Honda Pilots because yeah. that's the new. That was the new. That was the redesign. 2016 yeah. was the. So redesign. yeah, it's, it absolutely sounds like a design flaw. So. Yep. Something. Well, anyway, yeah. but I just wanted to see what would you do about it. I mean, I mean, I think I'm going to do the right thing, and I'm going to work with the dealership. I'm probably going to call. I'm probably going to make a phone call to some dealership in Seattle. What did I do? You know, seriously. Yeah, yeah I'm serious. Like, I want to call a place where it rains a lot. It rains a lot in Seattle. You know, market zero. Huh? Uh, just market what? zero. Market zero? Yeah. What do you mean? Market zero, Smokey. You, what are you talking about? What's You're in Vietnam, right? <laughs> You're about to enter a winter band. <laughs> <laughs> market oh, zero! <laughs> oh, yeah, market zero. Oh, what was over the line? Market zero, Smokey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My market eight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to lighten things yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. No, that was good. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what I, that's what I think I'm going to do. And, yeah. and I'll report later. I think I'm going to work with the dealer here. I'm going to be like, okay, here's what I found. Here are the things. What do you, what do you suggest I do? You know? And then I think I'm going to start calling around. Maybe I'll call, maybe I'll call, uh, I don't know. I'll call Seattle, uh, some dealership in Seattle, ask them if they've heard of this. Cause that rain, it rains there a lot. Absolutely. I would think that they would see it. I would think like if any place would have seen it, they would have seen it. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then if the, if I get no joy there, then I, you know, I write a letter or make a phone call to Honda corporate. If I get no love there, then what do we do? Consumer, you know, do I get make a report to the Better Business Bureau? Do I? Uh, you can. You know, yeah, that is an option. You know, um, do I get a lawyer? I mean, shoot, that's shoot, also shoot. an option. There's a few options. Yeah. It just depends. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's unsettling. And this is the first new car that I've ever owned. This is my new car. And what a whopper. I mean, it's a great car. Don't get me wrong. I mean, on the other hand, you could also drill a hole in the bottom. No, there are drain plugs. <laughs> yeah. There are drain plugs back there. There, are, oh, there yeah. are holes in the bottom of the gate that apparently are covered up with rubber grommets. Oh, yeah. And what people have said to do until Honda fixes it is pull those rubber grommets out. So that water can just drain out the bottom of the door. Yeah. Right? So it's not sitting anywhere. But water is still getting in there. It's just not pooling up at the bottom. Right. Which is what's happening. The the, the gate is just becoming a big water tank. Yes. and Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean. Hmm. But pulling the rubber thing out would solve the issue of water coming back into the cab when you open the door because now it's now it's got a place to go it's got a place to drain out however that's not fixed that's a workaround that yes. what is the, the fix is keep the water from getting in there in the first place right you know that's the issue that's the thing yep oh what a dilemma i wonder if any of our listeners have dealt with something like this how, i don't know how did, how did you deal with it i don't know maybe they should contact us Perhaps they could. Mm-hmm. There's a few avenues for that, you know. It's uh, is there? Yeah, it's true. I mean, we've got the contact form on our website at briantrustpodcast.com. We do. We do. Oh, they could also contact us by email at uh, briantrustpodcast@gmail.com. Mm. They could also find us on Facebook. What? Yeah, it's true. Facebook.com/slash the Brian Trust. Wow. I know, right? And we're also on Twitter. <gasps> yeah. The show is at the Brian Trust. Hmm. In fact, you're you're on Twitter too, aren't you? And so am I. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm at Actor Geek. I'm at B Selkie. See, there you wow. go. I know. So tell us what you think, folks. If you have car trouble, we're not lawyers. We're not telling you what to do. We're just wanting to know no. what you did so he can copy it. You know, maybe give well, some- or any type of trouble. Like yeah. you've bought a product. You've spent your hard-earned money. You've bought yeah. a product. They've marketed it in a certain way, and it doesn't do what it says it's supposed to do. In my case, my tailgate's not supposed to fill up with water. <laughs> I uh, okay. I'm gonna. You, you could always pick it. Um, no, uh, I'm gonna tell you a story about that. I, just to end this on a lighter note. Um, sure, please. So years ago, I, I I did some work for uh, 
Radio Shack, RIP. Uh, <laughs> I worked there for a short time in Flagstaff when I was living there. I went back to school and um, I was working there. And there was a guy who at one point started boycotting the store, started picketing the store. Like he was literally out on the sidewalk with a sign really? walking up and down like Radio Shack doesn't care about you. They only care about your money. Oh. Um, so two things. First off, the funny thing was he, I asked my manager about it cause I was curious one day about the, about the guy cause I saw it out there and he, this guy would drag his wife and his kid out there to pick it as well. And you could tell they were totally not interested. Hmm. But, um, so I asked my, my boss about it one day. I was like, so what's going on with this? And he's like, oh, yeah. So apparently the guy had had this product he brought in to get a replacement because it, it, it stopped working. Mm. And the manager refused to do anything about it because he couldn't. A, it was out of warranty. And B, Radio Shack had stopped carrying that product altogether like three years before. Mm. So like they, it wasn't even anything that we actually did anything with anymore. So it was... Yeah. It was kind of it was kind of funny, and so I, apparently this guy ranted and raved about it, and then proceeded to pick it. And they were out there for weeks, like every oh. day for like four or five or six weeks. Like they were out there all the time. the The flip side of that, of course, was that it actually increased our business, sure. because the store was kind of tucked behind in the corner behind a Safeway, and you couldn't oh, really okay. see us from the street. Right. Except so a lot of people came in and go, "I had no idea this was here." Uh-huh. Well, the nearest Radio Shack was on the other side of town. Yeah, right. They're so like, it actually, all this picketing. Yeah, oh, look, so we got a lot more. Shack. I didn't know that was there. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually got more business <laughs> for a while. It actually increased our sales for several months afterward. <laughs> like, yeah, wow. we got more people in. So yeah. I would when that started happening, like I would I would make sure when I when I would drive home, like to drive by and honk and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like wave and say thank you. <laughs> Eventually he gave up and, and went away. But it was sure. it was always a very funny and like the kids out there just with the sign like, Oh God, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> was, I felt so bad for his family. Like they're out there like he's just like, I'm outraged. And they're all like, Yeah, yes, honey, yeah. we know you're outraged. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a nice at least it's nice weather out here. You can just sit and Yeah. Um so I thought that was very funny. It's, I've never seen anybody actively pick at something by themselves like that. Mm. Like I've seen groups, obviously I've seen, you know, when, when unions will pick it and on work sites and things, you see that. And mm. obviously in the, and as an actor, you'll see that with the, with SAG after we'll, we'll pick it, sure. um, a particular producer or something for, you know, if they're, if they're having contract issues right. and, and there's, there's a time and a place for that for sure. That was a very odd circumstance where like, that's not where I would have gone with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, did you try contacting the company? Like they're going to give you the same answer. Like we don't make this product anymore. Like we literally can't support it. There's nothing right. we can. You know? right. What are you um, talking about? Like we, we can't give you your money back. You've had it for like six years <laughs> and we stopped right. making, we literally stopped making the product. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was, I always wonder about, it. it's like, this is, this is the hazard of buying things mm-hmm. is they tend to go out of use. So you always want to try to my, the moral for me is like, always try to future proof your stuff. Yeah. Um, make sure that it's as interoperable as possible. Like you, like I said, like when I, especially in today's digital culture, I try to make things as like with my notes and stuff on a computer, I'll try and type it in plain text. Sure. It's just a regular text file because everything's going to be able to read text probably for eternity. Right. Um, or it'll be easily convertible to something else at that yeah. point, as opposed to using Microsoft Word or things like that, where it's like some weird format where you're just like, oh, I can't do anything with this. Yeah. I would rather have it in plain text where I can find it you know, as well. Right. So, right. Uh, so yeah, it's something to, something, to, something to think about. Yeah. Going forward, you know, I mean, picture formats, JPEG is pretty universal, you know, right. sort of there's certain things yeah. like that. Um, right. or have an, or have an upgrade plan as soon as you buy something, especially, well, yeah, you know, have something things. in place. Think about that. Like the apps right. I buy. Your, yeah. I was going to say, have it in your head that like when you buy a laptop in five to seven years, you're going to have to replace that thing. Like well, I've worked with several that. people. Huh. Yeah. And it's not even for me, it's not even that like the apps I pick 
I'm oh, very yeah. specifically like, is this cross-platform? It's like, it's not just yes. on Mac. Is right. it available on Windows? Is it available on Linux? Is it a web-based right. application? Is it right? And if it's right. web-based, can I get my information out of it if I put it in there? You know, it's because yeah. that was the that's the big problem with Evernote. Yeah, which you can get stuff out, but it's in like this really bizarre format that you can't ever open again. It's like why? Yeah, yeah. you know. So, um, so I've tried to be careful with some of that. Like I have a a script I was trying to dig up and I found, I couldn't find this, the, the scripts that I had, but I found yeah. the original, there's a software screenwriting program called Celtics, hmm. um, which I'd used at the time. And this was, you know, 10 years ago when I wrote this for my capstone stuff. Um, and I still had that file, but I had to go on the internet and find an old version of that because they had moved to a web-based platform, yeah. which you have to subscribe and pay money to in order to actually use it. I'm like, I can't do that. So I went back and found the old version of the software that could open this file so I could get up my get my scripts out so I can rewrite them. I'm like, thank God right. I found all my data. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yay, this is good for me in theory. Yeah. You yeah. know, so that's one of those things. I just thought that was a yeah. So always always be aware of what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you don't uh you know, you don't get hosed in the future or end up yep. you know, water on your car loan or yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fire Indeed. That's, I wish I can I can I uh can I return my country for a full refund? <laughs> UK, take country. us home. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I don't know. You've been you've been away for far too long. Yeah. <laughs> I live in the sta- why? What do you mean? I come from the state of denial. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. No. Wait, yeah, maybe I do. I don't know. I'm not sure anymore. No, I'm in the state of confusion. Uh, okay. Now that now that we've firmly gone off the rails, it's it's a good place to end this episode. And that's episode one oh eight. What? Yeah, one oh eight. Nice. Of the Brian Trust. Yes. That's gonna do it for episode one oh eight. You heard where to contact us all before that. You know, you got the website, you got the you got the email, you got the Twitter, you got the Facebook. I think we're good to go. So until next time. I'm running out of things to say at the end here. Let's see. Until next time. You got to come up with something. You got to remember the stinger on the end really ties the room together. That's right.